You're listening to TOSE, The Other Side Enterprise, where we are committed to bringing you to the other side, taking you from dreams to possibilities and on to reality. Listen in on talks for business and life coaching starting right now with your host, Tiffany Rufino. Hey, other siders, welcome back. We are so excited to have you here. And by we, I mean me, Tiffany, and the apple to my eye, wink, wink, Mr. Rufino. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing well, but I think uh, you're doing better. You yes, have, I uh, am. Some stuff to share. I'm so excited. So we are well over 500 downloads. Yay! Thank you all for supporting us and for continuing to support us. Uh, our next goal is 600, and uh, you know we're always creating milestones for not only ourselves as a couple but individually so we can leapfrog each other (laughs) it's just a little challenge that we have which brings us to what our podcast is about today and today we are going to discuss what is your personal end game when it comes to your career Mm, And I think right now we're going to break it down, right? So we break things down in milestones so that we don't get overwhelmed with the big picture. So what is your end game for 2020? And I think this period of time where the universe has stopped everything and allowed us to reset and rethink and regroup, um, and not only that, but regain some energy, whether it's mental or emotional or physical energy and do things for ourselves. It's opened our eyes to different opportunities and the other side of things that are going on. So I wanted to talk through that a little bit um, because I think this has been a period, again, we've, I've called it the Renaissance Remix on a past podcast. And I, I believe that this time has caused people to think about, okay, where do I see my future when I return to work or I'm currently working and where do I see my future after this? Or they are not working and they're not sure what their future is going to be. Um, Or maybe it's somebody that's not even thinking about their future and this podcast is going to inspire them to start setting some goals and setting um, some ideas to that they've been thinking about in motion. You always got to be moving your feet. Yeah, whether it's because you're dancing or whether it's because you're running from a dinosaur. You just got to make sure (laughs) you're moving your feet. Um, So where I'd like to start is for people that are currently um, holding a job and they're thinking about, you know, all the experience they've gained in their role with the crisis and leading through a crisis or even just being a part of it, maybe not in a leadership role, but thinking that. I want to do something greater when this is all over. Like I've gained a lot of skill. I gained a lot, a lot of knowledge and I want to move up with the company that I'm with. Well, I always think you want to dress for the job that you want, not the job you have. And by that, I don't mean like your actual clothing. I mean, how are you performing? How are you acting? Right. So you want to, you want to show that, you want to show the uh, the skills that that it takes to get to the next level in the role that you're currently in. So that's a question you can ask yourself is how can I exhibit that where I am right now? And I want to clarify something that I said right before you spoke and it was how do I 
set myself up for something greater than what I'm in now. And it's not to say that the job or the role that you're in isn't great already. Um, for those of you that are newer to this podcast, uh, my tagline is always taking it from great to greater that, you know, it's always that stretch goal that's in between. So I don't want anybody to feel diminished by thinking that their role or the place that they play in their role is anything less than it's just how do you advance forward. Um, and so going back to what you said in dressing for success, it, it does apply um, physically in how you dress. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's first impressions. I think that'll tie in a little bit later in what we discuss when you're going to a company that doesn't know you where you don't have a reputation. Um, but going back to one within the company that you're with, um, what I'm hearing from you is, you know, you should always be thinking a little further ahead regardless. And by doing that, you're setting yourself up to meet, um, any goals that the company is looking to achieve, You know, how are you playing a part in that? It's not always financial goals. It could be, uh, you know, client acquisition or client retention. It could be something in the medical field, you know, as far as uh, how many patients you've kept alive. You know, I mean, there's all different things and you know best in your role. And if you don't know what the overall goal of your department or your company is, then that would be the first step is to find out what are we doing as a team and what's our ultimate goal I think that there are people that play roles differently in that there are some people that look at the big picture and they can drive the big picture. But when it comes down to the finite details, uh, that's when you lose them. And then there's some people that need all the little details, all the little pebbles that lead up to that big picture before they can see the big picture, you know, and they have to go step by step. And I think it's really important for you to understand your strengths yeah your strengths but also what you love to do because that could be your strength but um where your passion is yeah where your passion is for sure and so if moving up in the department that you're in uh if the department isn't your passion then seeing the big picture is going to be really hard for you and if that department or that ultimate big picture for that department isn't part of your passion and you're a a little details person, then it's going to drive you insane. And it's going to feel like very repetitive and very uh, boring to you to try to put all those pieces together to get to the ultimate big picture. So you have to know about yourself. You have to really sit down and analyze yourself and say, okay, if money wasn't an object, if I didn't have to do anything to earn a paycheck, what would I be doing with my time? And I think now is the perfect time to understand that and do that. Um, and with that time that you have, once you decide, okay, you know, this is realistic for me. This is something that I want to do. This is where I see opportunity for myself. What are you doing to grow yourself to make you stand out from the person next to you? And this is in any business. This could be in an office environment. This could be construction environment. This could be in, you know, stock market. This could be in grocery store, salon. I mean, it's a a plan that you have for yourself, regardless of where you're at. But what are you doing that makes you stand out from somebody that's not in a, a devil wears Prada sort of way where it's ultra competitive, but where it's, um, you know, where the only person you're concerned about growing is you and that any skill that you take on is growing you no matter what. So it's never a waste of your time. 
something that you said that kind of jumps out at me is now is a good time. And I think it's also important to sense the moment. Sometimes you get... Sense the moment or seize the moment? Well, sense the moment. You okay. always you want to sense the moment first that you're, that you're in. Sometimes you might be in a day-to-day, day-to-day, and your eyes aren't open because you're just, you know, the regular humdrum routine that you that you're used to Mm -hmm. and you don't notice when a door opens up and this is your moment to shine so you might get assigned a new task and you your initial thought is oh i gotta do that now not recognizing that that task is an opportunity for you to showcase a new skill isn't it preparation plus opportunity equals success yeah something along those lines Mm -hmm. right so Uh, it's interesting. I was having a conversation this morning with, um, someone and we were talking about purpose and what your purpose is, not specifically you, but like just (laughs) people in general. And you know, that one task that you were discussing that you might be frustrated that you have to do, or that's not my job or whatever it is. Sometimes your purpose and your place in that, uh, scenario is not about you. And you learning that task, it may be how you're influencing somebody to react to a task that they're given later on. So, for example, let's say you're my boss and you go ahead and you tell me, okay, me? yes, just in this scenario. Okay. Don't, don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> so you're my boss and you tell me that, you know, I need to go ahead and uh, take over the mailroom and hand out everybody's mail because uh, so-and-so called out sick, right? Meanwhile, I could be somebody that is in a higher level, you know, um, department. And I, you know, mailroom is something that maybe I would have done as an entry-level employee, right? Mm -hmm. In that moment, if I say to you, sure, no problem, I got this, and I do it, and I do it with ease... I influence people around me to take on tasks as though everybody has a role in what's successful in this department versus if I say that's not my job, that's beneath me, then that's showing a view of how I see everybody that I work with. And now it changes their view on how they look at working with me, including upper management, which I may want to go into at that point. So I'm already closing doors for myself without realizing it. Yeah, you. In addition to influencing other people's view of their their maybe their relationship with your role, you're also kind of showing what kind of employee you are, right? Um, I can tell you, every anybody would say, "Hey, I'd love to be the CEO of Google, Amazon, Apple, etc." But there are times where the the executives for a certain company. They have to go months with maybe not being at home because mm-hmm. they have to do press runs. They have to be the voice of their company. And, they, you know, not to say that, you know, their job is a lot mo- a lot harder or they work harder than other employees. But every single position at a company has its ups and downs and has its pros and cons. Yeah, so, let me say that. So if you make it. If you are the CEO of one of those companies and you make it look good and you make it look like something that somebody wants to be, you're doing your job. 
if you make it look stressful, if you make it look like mundane or it's just too much or, you know, you have a shitty attitude, sorry, um, you know, or you're just angry all the time, stressed out all the time and Mm -hmm. you're complaining about that all the time, then you're not doing it well. And that's how you're influencing your employees. So, you know, kudos to the people that are looking at their CEOs and saying, yeah, I want to be that person because that person's making it look like the job is easy. Likewise, on the other side of this, if you're an entry level employee and you come into work and, you know, I used to work with um, with a guy, still one of my best friends to this day, and we worked in a retail store and he would always come into work singing. Whatever song was in his head, just coming into work singing, whether it was Black Friday or some weird sale was going on, they called an early meeting, any kind of thing, he came into work singing because his philosophy was, no matter what I'm doing, as long as I'm enjoying what I'm doing and showing it, I'm having a good time. It's not... It's not work. And people look, I I looked up to that. That was something that influenced me a lot because you want to have that attitude. And so it doesn't matter if you're the at the top of the org chart, the bottom of the org chart, wherever. If you come in with a positive attitude, that people will notice that. Yeah, and I think it applies to the situation, right? Because being positive doesn't mean that you have to come in singing to your coworkers every day. That was that person's. <laughs> yeah you know, niche, that's what worked for them. But when you think about the situation, if I did that and I was working for the FBI going into a serious conversation, that may not be the best scenario. So you have to know your audience and have the energy level that is just slightly above the audience. And doesn't, like I said, it doesn't mean that you have to express, oh, it's a happy day. The sun is shining. The birds are singing and there's honeybees and flowers and I'm in love and everything's fabulous and not fake it till you make it on the other end too. But you're still open to hearing people and having conversations and open to different um, tasks that need to be accomplished for that day. That shows that you're a team player and that, um, you know, you're you're on the go. You're ready to do what's next. So, so far we've talked about dressing for success. Yep, whether um, it's physically dressing, which we're going to go into a little bit later, but um, <laughs> sensing the moment, sensing the moment. Um, and we're right now we're talking about you know moving up with a job you already have. So you're an internal employee, and you're looking for to to get promoted, right? Mm-hmm. It's, I would say sometimes that's a little even harder than what we'll talk about, you know, in a, in a in another segment. Because if you're preparing to move up the day you have an interview or right before you have an interview, it's already too late. You want to be exhibiting behaviors, making connections and uh working on whether it's metrics or whatever. You want to do that well before because I guarantee you, any if it's an internal hire, people are going to be looking at that. They're going to be looking at what was your last six months like? What was your last year like? What are you known for? And the person interviewing <clears throat> you probably already knows those metrics or that information and knows your reputation, but they want to find out if you know it and can you speak to it. 
because anybody can pull a report and say, okay, I'm going to meet with Jeff in about 15 minutes. He's interviewing for this role. Let me see where his numbers were and where they're at now. And let's see if he could speak to the how in there, not what just the results are. Because it could have been that you went into the role that you're currently in and had an already amazing team in place that have been there for decades and they just knew what needed to be done and did it. And you just happened to inherit that amazing team, right? So can you speak to what you specifically did to grow that team or was it just pure luck and, you know? Yeah, a good interview can uh, can sniff out a team that managed itself or led itself really quickly. That's why I think uh, one of the things that I'm going to throw out there is like the resume piece, right? I try to keep it concise and keep it bullet pointed just so that it gives an opportunity of intrigue and interest and wanting to know more about those things. But I also feel that a lot of people that interview aren't looking at resumes anymore, which is why I think we're going to move into digital resumes. And mark my words, it's going to be a video resume that's going to be a file that's uploaded on Indeed.com or CareerBuilder where you're speaking about yourself and people are deciding based on that if they want to bring you in to meet you. An elevator pitch for employment. Yeah, I think that's what's going to set people apart. And so what would be your elevator pitch to whoever you meet for an interview that gets them hooked within the first, you know, 15 seconds of speaking with you? The and the ideas are like limitless. Hey, other siders, are you looking for the perfect decoration to adorn your home with? Or what about a seasonal wreath for your favorite holiday exactly the way that you want it? Limitless Adornments creates beautifully unique 100% custom wreaths all year round. Each wreath is handmade and custom made to celebrate your favorite holiday, hobby, or just to place in your home. If you're interested in placing a custom order for your own personalized wreath, look up Limitless Adornments on Facebook, Instagram, and Etsy to make your perfect wreath a reality. Mention the other side to receive 10% off your first order. Okay, so we talked about if you're already established within a company, you're currently working and you've learned all these new skills and you're thinking, I'm ready for advancement, right? So we talked about a couple of uh, different hot points there. Let's talk about the person that is um, currently not working and they are interested, you know, they took this time and they realized, you know what, I I feel like my life is going to be taking a different direction. I feel like this is my time to seize my moment and I'm going to shoot my shot and go for another company that, you know, I've always wanted to be a part of or maybe a a different uh, role altogether. Maybe you've been an analyst all your life and you decide right now I want to go into a role that's more people facing where I'm customer relations or um, guest relations or maybe internal support, whatever that case may be. So what does that look like for the interview uh, with people who don't know you? And so what you've had to make a couple of big changes in your life where, you know, you know what your reputation was when you've been with a company because you're very loyal to the businesses that you've been a part of. Really, both of us have been loyal to the businesses that we've been a part of. I know that I've been with businesses, uh, this current one, almost nine years and prior to that, it was um, a couple of years. Like it's it's definitely a longevity with the businesses that I've been a part of. But when you think about 
how you've gone from one business to another. Was it easier when you were going into the same role, just a different company, or was it easier when you were going into a new role with a different company? It's, I think it's a mix. And if we're talking about the the pre-employment process, I, I've always believed in research and persistence. And by that, I mean, <clears throat> I've had experiences in the past where I go to a specific place that I want to work at and they go, we're not hiring. So I'll sit my happy little butt right in there in their lobby and whatever and hand in my resume. And if they don't hear me that first day, then I go in the second day and hand in my resume again. Almost like a pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Sort of mentality. And until they tell me, don't come back, like they specifically tell me not to come back, I'm going to continue to, because I've got nothing to lose, right? But is that because you really want to work for that organization or is it because you need a job in that moment? Like why would you spend or why would you dedicate that much time to one business? Well, that's the research part. And I, I tend to go after things that I'm passionate about, things that I know that I'm going to either excel at or enjoy or both. So once I've found a, a, an organization that I want to be a part of and I'm like, this is the moment, I think this is the time for me to join them, That that's when that persistence kicks in and I, you know, I'm going to get in the door one way or another. Now, this is the digital age and you you mentioned digital resumes, etc. You don't even have to go into the door. So what I've noticed, well, especially now, you're not supposed to go yeah. to anybody's door, <laughs> but <laughs> stay home. <laughs> if you're applying somewhere, you can do it right on your computer. So what's to stop you from applying for the same position every day for a month? the company's not going to tell you stop, right? And then if it's a bigger company where your uh, where your application may get lost in the shuffle and it's almost like winning the lottery, then you're just buying free tickets over and over again. It doesn't cost you anything but an email or a click submit. So that's that's been my motto is the persistence and the research. The research also helps in like the the interview phase because you're going into a company that doesn't know anything past what you tell them and maybe like what a background check does. So You mean about yourself? Like yeah. the company doesn't know about you personally? They don't know anything about you except for what you're what you're letting them see. And so like if you think about a background check, that's what if you're you know a felon or something like that. But it's not going to tell them how you behave day to day. Yeah. I, their res- your resume will not. But let me tell you what will. Your social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so although um, companies shouldn't be able to use social media as a yes or no to whether or not you're brought on board, really what they're supposed to go by is the interview, the experience, the resume, if you meet the requirements that they listed X, Y, Z. However, depending on the role that you're going for, your social media will be checked out. And it'll be your Facebook, your Instagram, your TikTok, the videos that you put out, you know, how are you representing yourself? And this is all because of understanding if you will fit in the culture. It's not necessarily to dismiss you because they think they'll be embarrassed by you. It's also an investment in you. Do I want to spend the time and the effort training somebody where 
it's not matching up to what this person's values are based on what they're putting on social media, right? Because is this person going to be with me for the long run? Are they going to be with me for a while? Are we going to be able to keep them happy at the same time? But also if you are having all these things um, on your social media that either discriminate or spread hate or you're just left and right, really an angry or upset person, then that's going to be something that they're going to be challenged by also in that how can I bring you into a work environment if I'm seeing that you're having a challenge getting along with all people. Um, and if you're really high in your emotions, P.S. check out our last podcast that was posted yesterday. Um, <laughs> just a little plug right there. So, you know, your social media is really important. And also, are you bashing the last company that you were with? Because if that's the case, what's going to happen if one thing goes wrong with us? And, you know, what's going to happen on social media then? Sometimes they look at is the risk worth the talent? And, um, you know, if you can't provide a resume or provide an interview where you're demonstrating your talent uh, or your skills or your certifications or really speaking to who you truly are at the core, then you're going to have a struggle finding a place that works for you. Now, there are going to be people that say, but it's my social media. <clears throat> it's what I do on my personal time. Mm -hmm. Why should it matter that I put I retweeted something? offensive or I showed myself doing something questionable. Why does that matter? Why why does a company care about that? Well, you put that on your social media for a reason and it was to gain attention, right? So part of that was, well, you or gained to, our or attention. Or to show parts of yourself, right? Yeah. Like to show who you are. For sure. And there's nothing, nobody's saying that you can't do that. What they're saying is, is that that may not fit in with the culture that they're looking for for in somebody joining their team. Um, so yeah, you could post everything. <laughs> Truthfully, as somebody uh, who's been in a role to hire people, I prefer that you lay it all out there. Like, let me see your dirty laundry so I know what I'm dealing with before we meet. Um, and then, you know, I'll understand what kind of questions to ask without uh, referring to anything. Not all the time can I see people's social media and the majority of the time I can't see it at all. So um, I usually would throw in a question such as, if we were connected on social media, what would I gain from your page? What are you promoting? What's the thing that speaks loudest to your personality? You know, different things for them to tell me, um, you know, and then go from there. So I'm not saying social media is the end all be all, but ultimately when you join a new company, you're going to end up adding people on. Um, and and they might be customers, they might be patients, they might be, it's just people that you build relationships with. And, you know, people when they're stuck in a quarantine, and they've got nothing better to do, and they start, you know, going through and they're like, Oh, this person is so cool. You know, I met Tiffany the other day. Let me check out her Facebook profile. Let's go back to 2008. Let's see where she was at during that time. And Oh, damn. Oh, damn. She's got some stuff. Oh, I didn't realize that she was like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think about how that's happened to celebrities. You know, that happened to Kevin Hart with the Oscars, like jokes that he told in the past that were funny at the time for the audience that he was with. And then, you know, he gets offered an opportunity to host the Oscars. And I know this is a, a, a pain for you because you have a lot of um, thoughts around this. But just thinking about how it's been in the public eye for celebrities in opportunities. Um, 
you know, where people will dig and they'll research and they'll bring something up from your past that you didn't give two thoughts to. But now that you're moving into a more or a greater role than what you were in, you got to be aware of what influence and impact things you have done in the past are. It's the same thing as having a background check. It's just on social media. Yeah, I, I, I like to think that if you if you're going to put something on social media, especially when as pertains to employers, think about the fact that like think about your employer having a completely all windows and glass door in front of their off of their place of business. And whatever you're posting is something you're doing right in front of their their store mm-hmm. or their their office. Because mm-hmm. everybody's connected at this point. So you ultimately become a representative. So just think about, you know, not only what your resume is going to present, but what does your social media present? You know, do a Google search on yourself and see what comes up so that, you know, it's never a surprise and you could speak to it. Uh, I think the other thing, you know, obviously dressing to impress, dress for the role that you want. We do have an episode from last year talking about how important it is to, to dress appropriately for the role that you're looking for. Um, and it doesn't mean that it has to be all name brands, but think about, again, first impressions, right? If you had a dentist that had messed up teeth, is that a dentist that you're necessarily going to want to work on you? If your doctor uh, comes to see you and his he comes into the room because you have a cold and his scrubs are all covered in blood, are you necessarily going to want him to uh, take care of you? You know, like how, what what impression are you getting from those people that have licenses? And so um, then when you get into the interview, be yourself, speak from the heart. Uh, Usually what an interviewer will do is they will ask you to uh, share with them, you know, if I were to look at your resume, what would it speak to? What would you want me to know more about? Um, They'll refer to the resume and this opens the door for you to share what you'd want to share versus them talking about what they would want to see. That's what I think a good interviewer would do um, is really ask those open-ended questions so that they hear what you're passionate about and the first things that come to mind for you. There's also going into an interview, you also want to be thinking about, and and again, research plays a part in this, what experience do you have that's relevant to the place you're going to? Because you may get asked a question about, tell me about a time when. I love those questions because tell me about a time when it should be an open-ended question. Tell me about a time you face a challenge. Tell me about a time you dealt with a difficult customer, etc. It's not so much about the question. It's how you answer it and what kind of experience you come up with. If it's a cookie cutter, oh, customer got angry. I made them happy. <laughs> it, it's it, it sounds like a song. Yeah, it's it's... <laughs> That's cool, but you want to think of what are the, if you already know what the what the company's values are, what their mission statement is, and you can speak to an event that you've had that correlates to what that company is trying to achieve, that's going to be an ace. Right, cuz you're aligning yourself with the company. Yeah. And so it's not what generically is going to give a customer a satisfied they're going to fill out a survey for you. It's that in addition to what are you doing that f- makes you a puzzle piece that fits with the rest of the puzzle pieces of that company. And not only that, but then what are you bringing to the table that is showing a need for what we've been looking for? 
So when you look at what the company puts out as far as what they're looking for in the ideal candidate, make sure you really read that and you look at, okay, what's the whole picture of the person that they're looking for and what skill have I acquired or what skill is my strongest one that fits directly into what they're looking for? Because obviously if they're looking for it, they haven't found it yet that somebody on their team doesn't bring that strength. So if you're somebody that is great at team building and they're looking for a team player that knows how to build relationships with clients, that has experience in a fast-paced, client-based corporation or company, then, you know, those are the things that you want to speak to as well as uh, your elevator pitch, your first couple of seconds of meeting with somebody and also demonstrating with your interviewer how you build those skills right away. So are you going in and maybe right now it's not shaking hands, but maybe you're doing like an elbow bump and you're just saying, you know, playing it safe and making a joke out of it and kind of easing the environment. But um, you know, flashing your winner smile, that that glow in your eye that shows that you're passionate about what you're doing and, and what you're about to talk about. Be excited to be there. Yeah. Be glad that you're that you've gotten at least that foot in the door. And not that they're doing you a favor by you being there. Correct. I think it's always stay gracious. Mm-hmm. And so that ties into the person that doesn't have a job right now that unfortunately you know with all this going on got laid off and is really thinking about you know I don't know what's next for me and with those people I think the um, pieces of interviewing that we talked about are still going to apply I think now is the time where you decide again if I weren't getting if I didn't if a paycheck wasn't necessary for me right now what would I be doing that I absolutely love? So identifying what you love to do and and if it's realistic for you to do based on where you live and your skill level and your willingness to make that happen. Um, and then also, is there any sort of free learnings that you can do online during this time or even through books or um, you know, having conversations with people that are in the role and reaching out through social media and just asking for mentorship because that's something that LinkedIn does. Um, they ask for they ask you if you're interested in being a mentor to somebody that is interested in your career or your uh, role in business. I know Facebook does that as well. So there's different areas where you can always learn. I know that um, doesn't Apple have that? Uh, oh. It's an app where you can take classes from prestigious universities. What? Yeah, there's there's an app like that. Uh, I think it's called iTunes U or something. Like something that. like that, right? Yeah, so you can take classes from Yale and you get like all the people. All this is free. It's just a matter of are you researching this stuff? Are you looking for free classes? Or, you know, some of them cost money and some of them are getting deals right now online. Uh, you could go on Groupon and you could just type in classes and searching. And so are you enhancing your skills or are you just letting them get stagnant? Are you listening to podcasts just like ours where, you know, you're learning something? Maybe it's a financial piece that you're learning. Maybe it's an emotional piece that you're learning. Maybe it's about serial killers that you're learning. I don't know. It's There's so many things out there for you to feed your brain. And just like everybody stresses, you know, exercise and eating right, it's the same thing about feeding your brain with healthy things and um, using it to think and to inspire and to develop your passion a little bit more so that you get the confidence to go for the career that you want. Also, 
set little goals for yourself. Hold yourself accountable to I got them. out of bed today. Like right now in these times, that should be your biggest goal. Yeah. You got you got out of bed and then made the bed. Made the bed. But set goals for yourself as far as I want like like what Tiff said, you want to learn a thing. I read this much about this today. I spent a certain amount of time developing a skill. I I uh I put up a couple of pictures on a vision board, set goals, and then hold yourself accountable. Yeah, one of the goals that I have is to uh, advance my learning of Spanish. So I've been using Rosetta Stone in uh, the Latin American version of Spanish because they have the Spain version as well. They don't have the Brentwood, New York version yet, but I have a lot of friends that will help me through that. Um, That's where I'm from, so that's why I reference that. Uh, but yeah, that it's one of those things where I'm just like, okay, how do I sharpen skills that I already have? How do I take myself from grade to greater so that I'm just an asset to myself, but also an asset to whatever talents I bring to, you know, my organization. And I think that it's a good idea to branch out and push yourself to be uncomfortable. Like we've talked about in the past on maybe it's something that you've never heard of, or you've been intimidated by because it sounded fancy like uh project management always sounded so fancy to me and i was just like that just seems like it's out of my element but you know what's funny during this time that we've had during the pandemic i've cleaned out my office you saw like the five garbage bags of just stuff Mm -hmm. you know um because when you're on the go you're just throwing things down and dumping it and then you're like one day i'll get to it well one day happened uh and i found a folder that and i opened the folder and inside was a booklet and it was a training manual for project management from 2014 wow and i'm like I don't even remember where I got this or, you know, where it came from. It was just the, the, all the information. And it's probably always been in the back of my mind. And subconsciously, it was always on my mind about planning and projects, clearly project planning. Um, and, you know, I was just intimidated thinking it was above my skill level. And now I'm looking at classes and I'm like, oh, I already have a sort of idea about that. And I'm like, this has always been in my plans from 2014. Like, why did I not take advantage? Well, because life gets away from you, you know? And so that's something that I'm going to look a little bit further into. And there's friends that I have that have gotten more information about project management. So I'm going to turn to them as mentors and say, you know, you know me. Is this something that you think I'd find interesting? Do you see this as a benefit for me? Tell me why. Doesn't mean that it's going to make my decision, but I'm looking for advice from the outside or the other side. And so with that, I'm going to leave everybody with this and just piggybacking off with what you just said. That thing, like when you're looking for what's next for you, that thing that you, whatever wonderful job or role or company or idea that you think to yourself, I could never do that. Go do that. Yeah, I like that. Very good. Thank you all for listening. Share your ideas on Facebook or on our Instagram page, The Other Side Enterprise. Uh, or you can message me uh, if you have my information. Or you can email info at theothersideenterprise.com. Either way, we are very accessible. Please share with your friends, with your family, with your social media pages. And I hope everybody 
uh, is safe and healthy. And that extends to you and your family and friends. And once again, thank you for all your support. See you on the other side. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share. We'll see you next time on The Other Side Enterprise.